the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. Great to be with you today on this Super Bowl weekend. By the way... Uh, If you're like me, then you already know, but this is a phenomenal time to go to Costco and uh, graze all of the uh, samples that the wonderful sample ladies are putting out as you prepare for whatever it is you're going to do this week. I mean, I was was completely stuffed uh, walking through there a couple of days ago. I mean, everything in the world is out there. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with the uh, 1,500 pizza rolls I bought, but, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. Uh, This is Southern California Live. It is Open Line Friday. That means we'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I would love to know what your plans are for the big game. Lots of serious stuff that we can talk about. Shot down another balloon over or something. I guess we don't really know if it's a balloon that we shot down, but we shot down something that we think came from China over Alaska today. So uh, this seems to be a a Friday tradition now in our show. Uh, What is it that we are going to shoot down? 888-528-2557. What are your Super Bowl plans? And, you know, one of the things that's going to happen in this game, and I want you to be aware of it. do Do you watch the game? Are you there, like, at your Super Bowl party? Is it for the game or is it for the commercials? Like, really? I don't think the commercials are as good as they used to be, though. And I'm just saying, maybe everybody's afraid that they might offend somebody, so they're just not funny. But, I mean, the commercials used to be just fantastic. I mean, all of them. Even the – I was joking the other day with uh, Jason Romano about the the Bud Bowl. Remember that and the stupid beer ads and the, the Bud Light and Light you know, and regular Budweiser fighting each other. And they're all these – every year there's some kind of contest. I forget what was even connected to that. But it was entertaining even if you don't drink the stuff. And uh, the commercials used to be so good. There's still some good ones. I do feel like it's a lot less than it used to be. But something you should be aware of is that this year there are Jesus commercials. And uh, we're going to talk about those because they may not be what you expect. They might be something a little bit different. They're meant to challenge what a lot of people think. They are are meant to create discussion. And uh, that's something that we want to do. Um You know, another thing, too, that has uh, just a follow up on the DeMar Hamlin situation. Remember, DeMar Hamlin was the Buffalo Bills player who uh, on uh, what I think January 2nd on Monday Night Football, he was knocked out and had cardiac arrest. And it really changed a lot, I think, of what this year is about for the NFL. I think it really helped uh, certainly unify football, but it showed us that people are are eager for prayer, that we're starving for prayer, and that people instinctively knew that what should I do in this situation? They should pray. And we saw people taking a knee from every nation taking a knee, every football team, every every ethnic ethnicity, every background, all the players, all the coaches, probably not every single one, but almost everyone, I think, 
prayed. Whether you believed in God or not, you knew that you needed to pray. Uh, Damar Hamlin last night uh, at an event shared his uh, thanks for all the prayers because he survived. And a lot of people don't think he should have survived. Here's what he said. First, I would like to just thank God for even being here. What was this act? Uh... Every day, I am amazed that my experiences could encourage so many others across the country and even across the world. Encourage to pray, encourage to spread love, and encourage to keep fighting no matter the circumstances. Sudden cardiac arrest was nothing I would have ever chosen to be a part of my story. But that's because sometimes our own visions are too small, even when we think we are seeing the bigger picture. My vision was about playing in the NFL and being the best player that I could be. But God's plan was to have a purpose greater than any game in this world. My entire life, I felt like God was using me to give others hope. And now with a new set of circumstances, I can only say he's doing what he's always done. I have a long journey ahead, a journey full of unknowns and a journey full of milestones. But it's a lot easier to face your fears when you know your purpose. My third night awake in the hospital, I met an ICU doctor. His name was Yusuf. He told me he had a similar experience. He, t- he showed me he was okay. And that meant so much to me. There was, so, there was so much uncertainty at the time, and just him coming to me, showing that I could live a normal life again, it meant so much to me in the moment. So I want to give a big thank you to him, and a special thank you to everyone on this stage for everything they did for me. And thank you everyone around the country and around the world who prayed for me and hoped for me. The journey will continue. That was Damar Hamlin, and uh, he was talking about uh, just giving thanks for everybody who prayed for him. He is the Buffalo Bills player who had cardiac arrest on the field, and uh, they did CPR. And around him on the stage, uh, this is NFL Honors. I'd forgotten what this was from, the NFL Honors uh, event last night where they give out some awards. And the people on the stage were the first responders, the people who had worked with him. It's been a remarkable story, just the way people came together to pray. And I thought he said some great things there. The idea that uh, I'm going to continue to trust the Lord even in my changed set of circumstances. I mean, doesn't that mean that, uh, and to me that means maybe he's not playing anymore. It's just possible, right? If you have cardiac arrest twice, do you get to continue your football career? I don't know. I don't know where it's going to land him yet. But what a great attitude, you know, and what a great way to take a look at it, that God is going to use him in a different way. That's the way we should look at our life, because none of us know what's coming next, right? We have no idea what God might do one way or the other in our life. So I think it is a um, a really good thing, and the prayers for him and his recovery, it's amazing that that happened. I think it teaches people a lot. I think it's going to come up during the game. The Super Bowl game. What do you think about this? 888-528-2557. It is Open Line Friday, Southern California Live. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about if you want to change the subject. 888-528-2557. I want to know what uh, you're doing for the Super Bowl. Do you have plans? Do you have a tradition that uh, you want to talk about that's pretty cool with that? We just moved to town, so uh, our traditions are uh, somewhere else. And uh, we'll see what we're going to do. I also want to share with you, you've probably heard a lot of uh, buzz about the Jesus ads that are going to be 
played during the Super Bowl. And uh, I want to play a couple of them for you. I'm not sure which ones of these are actually going to be done during the Super Bowl. It might be something completely uh, different during the Super Bowl. But this is basically the style from a group called uh, He Gets Us. There was this controversial figure. Everywhere he went, people challenged him. They questioned his ideology, trolled him, called him ugly names. But he never took the bait, never raised his voice, refused to retaliate because he believed he could change the world by turning the other cheek. That was from a video called uh, Outrage. And, uh, you know, it's and then it'll say, you know, Jesus uh, had to control his outrage is what it says on the screen. And uh, then it gives you the website, hegetsus.com. And the idea with all of this is that you know, it's to help us have conversations. And that's something I think, um, I'm wondering this, how prepared are you to have a conversation about your faith? You know, when you're, if you're watching the game and one of these ads comes on and it's about Jesus, it's going to be, I think, attractive because the com- the way they're approaching these ads are are very modern and they're taking, you know, current things, current themes, things that people are about and uh, trying to make them uh, fit the Jesus narrative. And sometimes you see it coming right away and sometimes you don't. But the idea is for us to have conversation with the people that God has placed in our life about it. And uh, it's, I think, a very interesting thing that's going to happen this week. Are you prepared for that? 888-528-2557 is the phone number. 888-528-2557 is the number. Let me play uh, another one. This one is called The Influencer. There was an influencer who became insanely popular. Everybody started following him. Then one day, he stood up for something he believed in. People got angry. The establishment called him an extremist, said he shouldn't be allowed to share his views. They would stop at nothing to shut him up. So they did what they had to do. They nailed him to a cross. Uh, that's pretty interesting, isn't it, uh, that they would do it that way and uh, really approach things. Uh, the influencer. And if you go to the website and you read kind of the description that they put underneath that video, it says, Jesus had a point of view. His message of acceptance and love countered the dogmas and beliefs of his time. This created animosity toward him from those in positions of power, so much so that they sought ways to silence him. But that didn't stop Jesus from doing what he felt was right. He stood firm in his convictions, even when it was unpopular or even dangerous. Ultimately, it cost him his life. But to the dismay of those who executed him, his message of peace and love grew even stronger after his death. And that message continues today because it is founded in this truth. Every life is of infinite worth and should be valued as such. So it gives those descriptions. Now, one of the things I think that uh, just as I'm going through these and looking at, it doesn't really touch a lot on the uh, divinity of Christ. And, you know, I started looking at this and I started thinking, is this coming from a standpoint that, you know, a standpoint alone that Jesus was a good teacher and a good example? um, Or is it going to lead people into uh, saving faith? And I think that's something, uh, you know, part of that, by the way, is up to us, okay, in our conversation. I think that is such a huge thing uh, for us to already to know, right, is that you're going to see that ad or something like that at the Super Bowl 
your friend might turn to you and say, hey, you go to that church. Uh, what's that at about? See, are you ready? Now, what you need, don't be afraid. Think of this this way. And here's why you shouldn't be afraid of this. I believe something is true scripturally, that when Jesus tells his followers to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he also says, and I, and lo, I am with you even till the end of the age. He is with you, and he sends his spirit, and you have fruit of the spirit. Uh, you have supernatural help, all right, in doing the things that God has called you to do. And I also believe that the people that God has put in your life, the people that you have influenced, the person who might turn to you on the couch and go, what is that all about? I believe that you are specifically there, strategically there for that person, that you are the right person to be there. Okay, that, that you might have the thought go through your head, oh, I wish my pastor were here, or I wish, you know, insert name of spiritual giant who I think something of is sitting here. Uh, I think that you should understand and trust the Lord that you, you are the right person to be there. And you don't have to have all of the answers. You just tell your story. How do you believe in Jesus? What did Jesus do for you? And if it's as simple as saying, you know, well, he died on the cross for my sins and he rose again on the third day, and I believe that because of that, uh, those who believe in him get everlasting life, uh, then that's all you need to say. And maybe you have more ability than you think if they ask more uh, specific questions about faith. See, I think that you are called to this. I think this is who you are, and don't be afraid. This is something that's an opportunity, these He Gets Us ads. Whatever you think of them, don't turn them into some you know political right and left thing. Take those ads and, and direct them to your conversation with the people that God has placed in your life. We like to call that group of people your oikos and have a conversation about Jesus. This is, a, this is an amazing opportunity. I think there's going to be people who get saved uh, during the halftime show, which is a lot better than whatever else happens during the Super Bowl halftime show. This is Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join our conversation, 888-528-2557. Uh, Ronald in San Diego, welcome to Southern California Live. How are you doing, Scott? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Hi, Ronald. Uh, yes. Uh, hey, how are you doing? Uh, thanks for what you do, Scott. Hey, um, tradition for this uh, magnificent game. Looking forward to it, excited about it. But I'm more stoked about the uh, the commercial. I, yeah. I You kind of stole my thunder because I believe that they're all thing all people, and I believe this is going to be an icebreaker uh, door open so that we can go in and share our story and then eventually tell the story of uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified at some point. So I'm excited about it. I, I know there's going to be a lot of uh, small groups probably developed from this. Uh, a lot of people asking questions, hard questions, nevertheless creating dialogue. So I'm excited about the game, but I'm, I'm super stoked about, uh, uh, about the commercials. It's a great opportunity, so, isn't it, Roland? Absolutely, it is indeed, yep. Yeah, all right, Roland, thank yep. you so much for calling, and I hope you enjoy the game, and I hope you have a uh, great moment with your friends or somebody that uh, asks you uh, about Jesus uh, when you see these ads. You know, and and that's something I think for, for Christians, and something I want you to hear, and I've been in the church my whole life. You know, it's easy if you're a lifelong Christian or you grew up in the church, and, and I'm a pastor, and I host a, a Christian radio show, you know, I'm in the bubble, right? I I am I understand church inside and out. My dad is a pastor. 
One of the things that is hard to do but important, and I've taken steps deliberately to try to get outside of that bubble, is to understand what the people who don't go to church think about the church. Like, what is the perception of Jesus Christ today? I found it interesting. We're talking about the event coming up with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas, Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile. And it's coming up on February 20th. I'm going to give away tickets to that in a few minutes, so stay tuned. You know, one of the things that Dennis Prager on our show yesterday shared is at an event he was at recently where people believed he was a Protestant Christian. And uh, he's an observant Jew is who he is. And I found that interesting, that comment, because a lot of comments I've heard from some of you and from some of my friends who have seen the postings on social media and other stuff is they have thought that Dennis Prager was a Christian. One of my friends wrote me and she said, I don't understand how you're having this conversation about ask a Jew, ask a Gentile when you have two Christians up there. Uh, you know, on the picture, if you've seen the ad, it's got uh, Dennis and it's got Eric Metaxas and then me off to the side. And uh, I had to share with her, no, this is where he's coming from. And she said her mind was blown, is what she said. She just did not see that coming. And I think, you know, one of the things I'm wondering is outside of the church, is the is the idea of Jesus, has it turned into something where people just see Jesus as a political figure? Meaning that, do we believe somebody is a Christian because they have a certain set of beliefs? Uh, not about Jesus himself and the divinity of Christ and salvation, but, but political beliefs or beliefs about morality uh, or beliefs that we might say are more to the right. Have we turned... Jesus into that. That's where this He Gets Us uh, group is coming from. So I want you to be prepared for that. They say He Gets Us is, a, this is on their website, He Gets Us. He Gets Us is a movement to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and His confounding love and forgiveness. We believe His words, example, and life have a relevance in our lives today and offer hope for a better future. And then it goes into talk about it and how they're not political, they're not left and right, and it kind of goes into explain, you know, uh, I wish they were a little more I haven't looked into it enough, a little more into um, the reason that you get saved. I'm sure that that's here somewhere based on, I think, who's funding this. But, you know, I think part of our conversation about Jesus in the culture is so far off that we have to pull back and remind people who is the Jesus of the Bible. And that's what a lot of these ads are going to do. 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, Oscar, welcome to Southern California Live. Uh, hi, Scott Farrell. I love your show. Oh, thanks, Oscar. How you doing today? Doing very well and even better now that I hear the news that you said about the Super Bowl. At least we're not going to see that awful. I don't know if you remember that. The past world, uh, they combined uh, the uh, game and uh, the concert that they had. This, I don't want to say the name of the girls, but it was it was very awful. Was that? Like, I don't remember. I don't remember any any of that, but I know what you're talking about. Like, I'm sure I didn't watch it. <laughs> I usually do something else during that. Uh, and uh, they they did uh, the halftime show. It was it was awful. Mm. But now knowing that uh, uh, Jesus Yeshua is going to be uh, being preached, and I don't know if you noticed, uh, it's it's been growing up because uh, I live here in Los Angeles, and uh, sometimes on regular channel regular channels like regular TV. There is advertisements, and it shows uh, Jesus' face, and they give it the message, and another thing, like on the 710 freeway, you know, major freeways, uh, there's billboards with a uh, phone number, and uh, and yeah. uh, saying they uh, give it the message, so it's, it's really good, and hearing that this is going to happen in this yeah, big I, event, which is 
think the Super Bowl is going to be uh, excellent. I've seen that ad up there. Uh, Oscar, uh, thanks for calling Southern California Live. I hope you enjoy the game. And, uh, you know, whatever happens in the halftime show or elsewhere, you can direct people back to Jesus uh, with these ads. I think they're going to be useful for that. In fact, I'll predict this, that I'm going to predict that on Monday, the Jesus ads might be the biggest part of conversation nationally as people talk about the game. Of course, it depends on what happens in the game, and you know, maybe there's some other ad that's going to get a lot of attention. But I'll bet the Jesus ads are what people are talking about. Uh, 888-528-2557. Ted, City of Angels, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, sir. Scott, how are you? I'm good, Ted. How are you today? Blessed, blessed, and uh, definitely uh, from the City of the Angels. I just wanted to touch on, I know, and I want to congratulate you on being so kind to the LGB girl. I was actually married to a, a woman that was in a relationship with a woman. She, she's the one who called yesterday? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yes. And I, I was actually you know, married to a woman that used to be in a relationship with a woman, and she repented and went in a different direction. You know, I, I don't hate them. I, we hate the sin. Jesus never hated anybody. He hated the sin. And, uh, um, you know, we want everybody to be welcome. We, we don't want somebody walking in with a, a bottle of booze being a drunkard or any other kind of uh, stuff that's that's not what Jesus asked of us. And as far as the question that they say, well, Jesus never said anything about same-sex marriage. Well, actually, he did. He said homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that means he doesn't <clears throat> agree with same-sex relationships, period. Um, he covered it. So, because I did hear them mentioning about that topic, and he absolutely did say that that is incorrect. And uh, he never said he hated anybody. I don't hate anybody. I for, I forgive them, just like I need forgiveness. You know, I you know I'm a uh, a really a piece of work myself, uh, POW. Yeah. So, well, I'm con- constantly working on myself. Yeah, Ted, I got to go to a break here, but I want I want to follow up on that in the 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 argument that gets made. Ted, and uh, thank you for calling Southern California Live, is that Jesus never talked about homosexuals. The verse you quoted is not a, a verse that Jesus says in the Bible. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. So Paul says it, okay? He says uh, that, uh, hold on, I opened up all these different versions of this, and most of them are not even in English, which would not help you. Um, do you not know that the unrighteous will inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. The sexually immoral, idolaters, adulterers, adulterers, passive homosexual partners, practicing homosexuals, and it goes on. Uh, One of the things that we should keep in mind is that he talks about all kinds of things in that verse, and sometimes the church will just kind of hang on to one, one thing. What Jesus talks about is sexual immorality in general, and it's important to realize that he wasn't, there was no carve out for any particular group. Okay, so adulterers, fornicators, whatever word you want to use in their homosexuals, every, everything in that culture was included in sexual immorality, sex outside of marriage, not just in Jewish culture, but also in Greek Roman culture. You know, they were very promiscuous, but they knew, you know, if you read the philosophers of the time, everybody knew what sexual immorality was, and nobody makes a carve out for those things. It is completely wrong to say he never talked about it. He just didn't make it something different than the other sexual sins. And that's a big deal, I think, for us, because sometimes, frankly, we uh, we treat adultery pretty lightly, and then we go after people with homosexual um, a homosexual lifestyle or something, and that gets us into a lot of trouble because they're actually equally condemned. i got to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll take your calls. It's open line Friday, plus I'm giving away 
Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile tickets. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow will be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. I am the biggest supporter you have in the non-Greek Orthodox community. (laughs) The Greek... Greek, uh, we won't go there. Dennis, uh, if these people do not run to their computers... I am computers, the biggest Jewish supporter you have in La Cañada, California. I am the tallest Jewish supporter you have in America. So, okay, so I'm special to you, in my America. friend. America. Yeah. Wow. Um, if these people don't run That's to right. their computers... <laughs> And go to Amazon and get this book. I will have failed, and you can't let that happen. I I I am so Thank grateful. You. My give Eric Metaxas no, a hand. You are great, Eric. Eric. You are really great. That was Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas, who uh, are finishing up a discussion that they were having a few years ago, and uh, had to do with the differences between uh, what Jewish people believe about the scriptures and what Christians believe about the scriptures. We're going to be doing that discussion on February 20th with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas, and me on February 20th at 7 p.m. at Pasadena First Church of the Nazarene. You can get tickets right now at kkla.com, kkla.com. Click the banner, and you can get tickets right now for free. Free if you are the eighth caller, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, call now. Free tickets, eighth caller. Here we go. Eighth caller, 888-528-2557. The tickets are $25. If you don't get the free tickets, 25 bucks, and uh, you can get them online at kkla.com. Get them now. They are going pretty fast, and especially there is a VIP reception and seating ticket. They're $99, so it's more, but you get to come early and meet Dennis Prager and meet Eric Metaxas and meet Scott Furrow, and uh, we're going to have a good time at that. That begins at 5 o'clock. Those tickets are getting close to selling out. So if you've been thinking about it, gosh, I'd love to go to the VIP reception. Well, you got to get those right away or you won't be able to go. And uh, general admission, uh, we're selling a lot of them, and it's a big auditorium. So uh, there's room, but uh, a lot of them are selling. So uh, you should get those tickets right away. We're going to give them away here to caller number eight in uh, just a moment. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Uh, This is a Jewish-Christian dialogue. I think you're going to learn a lot uh, uh, from these people, uh, from Dennis and Eric. They are very bold in the things that they're going to say. They are able to, uh, I think, articulate the differences in a very fair and reasonable way. Uh, I'm excited about asking them questions. Dennis told me yesterday that I also better be, you know, be ready to spar with them a little bit. I don't even know what that means, but I'm going to make sure they do most of the talking because I think you're going to learn a lot, and we're going to talk about many different issues. It's Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile, Monday, February 20th. Let's go to the phones. Uh, David from West Covina, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. How you doing? Hi, David. Why would you like to go to Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile? Oh my goodness! It just seems really interesting, you know. Yeah. What would you hope to What would you hope to get out of it? I want to learn more about both religions. Actually, I'm I'm a Christian, but uh, they're, they're both out of the Old Testament, so you know. Yeah, you know, I think that's the, that's a right reason to go. I think that even as as Christians, I think that we assume a lot about what Jewish people think, but we're wrong about a lot of that. I've had to learn that the hard way a few times. 
It's very true. Very and true. Uh, and that's something that is a discipline for all of us. Well, David, you are our eighth caller, and you get to go with free tickets. Thank you, Scott. Awesome. Yeah, congratulations. So I want you to hold on. You're going to talk to Wilbert. He's going to get your information, and we'll make sure that you get those tickets. And I'll see you there, too. Yep, Thank you'll, you. you'll see me there. Thank you, David. Congratulations. All right, everybody. Uh, so uh, I got you can stop calling about that now. You know, it's funny as we do these uh, these giveaways sometimes, and it's pretty cool because, like, the phones light up. I know a lot of you are getting a busy signal and everything, and that's because, you know, we're a popular show. But um, so keep, we're going to give away more next week. And uh, but you know, like I said, the, the VIPs are going to sell out. Uh, so you want to do that right away if you wanted to do that. The way to get tickets is to go to KKLA.com. Click on the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile banner. And uh, it's a Jewish Christian dialogue with Dennis Prager and Eric Metaxas, moderated by Scott Furrow. That's me. And February 20th, coming up 10 days, and uh, 7 p.m., First Pasadena, First Church of the Nazarene, Pasadena, First Church of the Nazarene. If you're kind of far away and you think to yourself, ah, it's a long drive, it'll be less of a drive because it's uh, President's Day, so fewer people will be on the freeways. And I think a great way to start out your week. So um, make it, uh, you know, make it a trip if you've got a couple hours to drive. 888-528-2557 is the number. It is Open Line Friday. That's the wrong one. And so uh, call call now if you want to join the uh, the show today. If you've got something that you want to talk about uh, for the show, we already gave away the tickets. So if you're if you're thinking, oh, uh, I want to call for the tickets, yep, we're we're done. We're done with that part. But we do love to hear from you. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? Do you have Super Bowl traditions? Do you have things that you think are uh, exciting that you want to share with other people? What are your Super Bowl plans? Who do you want to win? Anything else that you'd like to talk about, because it is Open Line Friday, you can do that right now. Give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. All right, before the break, we were talking about the the Jesus ads that are going to be in the Super Bowl. You've probably seen these ads. I've seen them elsewhere, and people have pointed out you've seen them on billboards. It's from a group called uh, He Gets Us. If you want to see uh, what they're about, go to hegetsus.com. And uh, you can check it out. Here's one of the, uh, here's audio from one of the commercials. There was a mother and a father who had a son. They lived in a small village and didn't have much money. But they were happy. One day, they heard the head of their country was sending soldiers to their town because he thought they were part of an insurrection. The young family decided to flee. They grabbed only what they could carry and ran. They hiked for days, wondering if soldiers might still be following them. They were scared, hungry, and exhausted. But they were far away from the atrocities taking place in Bethlehem. That's all Mary and Joseph wanted, a safe place to call home. So this is the scene that you see in this uh, commercial called The Refugee. And uh, imagine the scene. If you go to the website and you click on it, it says, imagine the scene. Two young parents grab their toddler and whatever they can carry on their backs and flee the country. There was no safety for them in their homeland. So the only option was to seek foreign soil. This was the reality for Mary Joseph and a very young Jesus when King Herod ordered all the male, male children two years old or younger to be killed. Mary and Joseph had no other option. They fled to Egypt Jesus was a refugee. You know, if you, you hear these ads, they're using like all of kind of the uh, political buzzwords of the day, right? 
uh, that are there, and you probably start to watch that and think it's about something else. Uh, and then it turns around and it's about Jesus. What these commercials are meant to do is start a discussion uh, about Jesus Christ and really try to get people to investigate who he is and really talk about it. And that's something that I think for, for us listening, um, you know, one of the reasons for that, even one of the reasons for the Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile event, uh, another great thing for you that's coming up is the Jesus Revolution movie comes out February 24th. Um, you know, these these things are are there to help you have a discussion with the people in your life. Did you know this? Almost everybody who is a Christian in 2,000 years, almost everybody who's been saved in 2,000 years, heard about the gospel, heard about Jesus, and had a conversation with somebody about Jesus from somebody close to them in their life. It came from a parent or a grandparent or a brother or a sister or a friend, a coworker, a classmate, somebody that they interacted with on a regular basis. Some people, you know, they get saved because they are in a hotel and they pick up the Gideon Bible that used to be there before the COVID, and uh, they just start reading and the Lord does a miraculous work. We tend to celebrate that um, more sometimes in church uh, because it just seems so amazing when that happens, and it does happen. But did you know that most people don't get saved that way. Most people get saved because they are told about Jesus by somebody in their life. That's how this works. That's called discipleship. Discipleship, which is what we are actually called to do, is inherently relational. And even if you go to an event, you know, if you take somebody to church or you take somebody to a harvest crusade or you take somebody to, you know, some event where the gospel is going to be shared, that person most of the time is there because you brought them, because God put you in their life for that purpose. And maybe you bring them to church and they hear the, the gospel and they accept Christ at that service. I've had people say, you know, uh, I brought my my son and uh, he heard your message and he got saved because of your message. Uh, no, he might have got saved because of all the, you know, the, at this moment, you know, after the message, but you've been praying for him all these years. You've been in his life all these years. You've invested. Other people have invested. This just happened to be the moment where the Lord reached him through all of that. I believe God puts you in the life of the people in your relational world on purpose. And when you go to a Super Bowl party, you are probably around people who you know. And I think what's going to happen and something I want you to be prepared for is these ads are going to play, I think at least twice and like for a minute long it's going to start a discussion. In some groups, it might start a, you know, an awkwardness, but in some groups, somebody's going to look at you and go, well, you go to church. What does that mean? Don't be afraid of that question. Don't be afraid. The Lord is going to use you through this, through this movie coming up. There's all kinds of things. The Jesus Revolution movie, there's opportunities coming. Be, you know, you should be uh, prepared. Be prepared for that. It's a great opportunity. All right, it's Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557 is the number. Anything you want to talk about and something in the news, maybe you've got a Bible question, maybe you want to talk about Super Bowl. Uh, I'd love to hear what your plans are, what your traditions are, what you hope to do. 888-528-2557. You can call now. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday to you. It is Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Let's see, Jackie... 
Jackie from Compton. Welcome to Southern California Live. Happy Friday, Jackie. Happy Friday to you, too. Um, I, this kind of like goes around what you were talking about. I was just wondering, by you being a pastor, um, what advice can you give me when you're talking to your family members? And I'm excited to go to church now. I, I just recently came back to the Lord, and I love church. So I'm constantly saying to my daughter, hey, why don't you come to, with me to church and to my son? And the other day it turned into, you know, it, it was getting kind of bad because she's like, oh, mom, I don't have no time. And I brought it up. Well, you have time to go karaoke and you go with your friend. You know, you can do that. And no, mom, I just don't want to. And I get really discouraged. So what should I do with that? Should I stop asking her? Or should I keep on asking? I mean, I just was curious. With yeah, her. you know, I think uh, you got to be the the judge of it. Uh, you know, kind of, are you being uh, annoying or strategic with with asking, right? Uh, right. And uh, it's it's okay to stop asking and to go back and just pray and make sure that mm-hmm. in your life and in the conversations you have and things you do that you're representing Christ. Okay. Right. Because I, I think, I yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jackie, thanks for calling. I got it already. Thank you. All right. Have a great weekend. Uh, okay, you know, I, you. I think that it's uh, one of the things we've got to be careful about with church is that the church that you bring people to at an address where you go to a building somewhere, that's not the church. The church is you and the church is the people who gather at that building, right? The The biblical word for church is the gathering. And the mistake we sometimes make is that we think that our job is to get people into the pews and hopefully they'll hear the good news and get saved. But that might be the case, but really our job is to be the church wherever we are and to keep in mind that if you are a believer in Christ, then the Holy Spirit is with you and you are the church. That means the people who are with you at work right now are at church because they're with you. And the people that you go to a Super Bowl party with are at church because you're there. See, and that that puts a different emphasis on our life, doesn't it? It puts a different emphasis on our testimony. It puts a different emphasis on why God wants us to grow spiritually and have spiritual have this the fruit of the spirit because we're the church and you leverage your church and the teaching at your church or the programs at your church and the building and the property of your church to help make disciples, to help you grow in your faith, to help you get to a place where you're able to share. Um, but the best thing to do is to pray, invest in people that God has placed in your life. And uh, at some point, you know, I think they're going to want to go to church with you, or maybe they're just going to want to go to um, your small group. A lot of people get saved now because you invite them to your small group Bible study. Uh, it's more intimate, it's personal. If they're seriously asking questions, you know, maybe there's other church things you want to take people to. That's why I think uh, these ads are going to be important. I think that the uh, Jesus Revolution movie, it's well done. It's not a movie that you're going to bring your uh, family to or your non-Christian friends and then look over at them and go, this is really terrible. I'm sorry, I brought you to this. Uh, you're going to, it's going to be well done. And even if they're still skeptical afterward, they're going to see um, a story that's well done about who Jesus is and uh, the love of Christ, uh, and they're going to get the gospel from this movie. See, that those movie theaters are going to be church. 
because there's going to be Christians in there. And uh, just think of it that way, that it's not just about inviting them to church. It's about being there and loving them the way Jesus would. All right, 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, Kevin in Simi Valley, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, God bless you. You know, Scott, it's amazing to hear the wisdom that you're throwing out there about that Super Bowl party and about that Jesus commercial. Because, uh, But I think the next step you can take is to actually help people to know what to say. Just Because this is the thing that I've noticed. I mean, I spend every day doing this. Most believers, they know all that they know everything to say about the Bible, but they don't quite know how to do the initial engagement of the conversation. So... And that's so they don't get into the conversation because so at the Super Bowl party when they're doing that um, commercial, the most Christians that I know, most Christians tend to be uh, right wing Republicans. That's just the way it is. You got to be real about it. And most of them are going to look at that commercial politically, and and say, oh, look at how they're mis you know using this and saying all the political buzzwords and and that's the way everybody views christianity anyway they believe that fundamental christianity is a is a um is a political party basically but this is an opportunity to say something very simple like isn't it amazing how they were trying to push jesus out of the country and jesus out of the inn but jesus said come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You know, just turn that conversation around and say, you know, instead of instead of slipping into the political conversation, which it's like every Christian seems to do today, use that as an opportunity to say, you know, they pushed Jesus out, but all Jesus did was draw people to him. You know, I and think, now you're in it. Now you're in it. Yeah, I think, uh, and you make a, uh, it's important, I think, that if, if you find yourself suddenly having a political discussion— then somehow you've gone the wrong way. But you should ex- yeah. you should expect that that might be the question you're being asked, because that yeah. is where a lot of... So, you know, point people always to Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, and and when you do that, and that's, that's what this He Gets Us ad group is trying to do. Um, they are trying to get people to engage with the Jesus who is in Scripture. Um, that's that's the strategy, and I think we have so much clutter in our world today because there's so many problems, right? But we want people to come yeah. to Christ, and so what I would say to people is is trust that the Lord has put you there on purpose that you can do it, and just think to yourself, you know, when this comes up, if somebody gets political or they want to know this, just to say, you know what, this is what Jesus actually said. This is one of the reasons we should be in our Bible. It's not just for our own benefit to grow in our faith. Oh, it's, and, and, you know, to to leverage that by saying also, you know how unpolitical Jesus and his followers were? That even in the face of them being persecuted and them being you know, literally being killed and being pushed away and shoved away. Do you know that none of the apostles and disciples and Jesus himself ever battled against the government, you can tell people? And what you're seeing as Christians constantly battling against the government is not really the heart of God. God's not interested in the government of America. He's interested in the heart, your heart, in your heart right now. It is always... Politics is such a great tool because of its misuse in or, by Christians in order to actually get a person 
seeing Christ, because literally most unsaved people believe that all Christians are political are political people who have a political agenda and a political platform. And they're not that wrong in many cases, but it's an opportunity to shift that and say Jesus was not political. Paul wasn't, you know, they weren't, they were saying obey those that, that are, no. are in authority over you. And there's no yeah. government except well, that which, yeah. you know, you, that's how you wrestle that. All right, Kevin, I appreciate your call. You know, I would add that it's not that uh, you in, in the issues that Jesus is dealing with, there's a lot of politics. I mean, the book of Luke is a lot of politics. It's a, and there is, it's, it's just that it isn't Jesus saying that the way we want to reach people is to get people elected to the Roman Senate. It is relational. And, and the interesting thing to me is if you're, and I do think we, it's another conversation, we're running out of time. As citizens and as Christians, we should be engaged in political discussion in our world today because we care about people. But what we care about is the heart of people. If you want to see the world change, if you want to see our country get better, tell people about the real biblical Jesus. Let him change their heart. You know, heart change is how our our culture gets better. Repentance to Christ is how the culture gets better. And it'll fix uh, a lot of those issues. You know, there used to be, uh, if you study the Caesars and the imperial cult, one of the things that's really interesting is that one of Caesar's lines is uh, that Caesar is the son of God. That's what it says on Roman coins. And Christians were able to say, no, Jesus is the son of God. See, that, that's political, but not in the way you might be thinking, right? It's highly political. It's showing that, you know, and then people would say, uh, you know, uh, Caesar is Lord, people would say. And the Christians would respond, Jesus lives, Caesar is dead. And, you know, it's political that way. It's political in in the way to point out that whatever Caesar's offering is not the way, but Jesus is the way, and the proof is that he is alive. Uh, my friends, I'm out of time. If you want to send your question to me, you can write uh, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Please go to uh, get your tickets at Ask a Jew, Ask a Gentile, and I'll talk to you on Monday. I'm going to be real interested in what happens in your Super Bowl party about the uh, Jesus ads that are in the Super Bowl. So uh, remember that. Give me a call on Monday. We're here every day, every weekday from 3 to 5. God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.